Hey, I'm Alan McGuire. And I'm Sarah Griffin. And this is Juvenalia, a podcast where we talk to an interesting person about a bit of pop culture that was important to them when they were young. Our guest today is producer whose album Home is out right now, Elaine May. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It's an absolute delight. Um, so I should flag up straight away. We have done, technically done this topic before, but it was four years ago almost, and we did the broad version of it for this one we're narrowing in on a specific album and also it's Sarah's favourite band in the world ever and she didn't get to do that episode so if you do love ABBA and want to hear more ABBA talk after this one go back to episode 42 with Stacey Groudon and Tara Flynn but today we're going to talk specifically about ABBA Gold so Elaine why did you pick ABBA Gold for us? Um, I mean I think like it's probably there's only a few albums that I feel like I know in my bones and like this mm. is one of those albums. I Like basically it's just like there's a few things that my mum was like super, super into when I was growing up. And this album was, I think, in every car we ever owned and potentially in every like caravan we ever visited and like, you know, it's just like everywhere. So we just played it over and over again, me and my cousins and I, I have like really kind of uh visceral memories of just being on holiday in Enniscrone and listening to this album just over and over again. And I've never gotten sick of it. I've never gotten bored of it. Like I love like singing all the words and just like, you know, still listening to the songs now and hearing things that I never heard before. Like mm. you really like do not get that with all musical artists, like all these tiny little shimmery bits of things that they do in those tracks, which is just like um, so interesting. So, yeah, I, I just love it so much. It's one of those albums that I feel like it's one of those like quintessential like early 90s Irish albums where they like kind of the cassettes of them that grow like fungus in um, glove compartments. Like Tracy Chapman. Like Tracy Chapman, Best of Queen. Uh, David Best Gray. Of Brooks, David Gray. Yeah, exactly. Woman's Heart, obviously. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's, it's like, I know what, but it's like we, we weren't a big music house, but we had Abba Gold as well. Like everybody has Abba Gold. Um, and rightly so. And rightly uh, so. Religious text. Like, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Um, it's such a powerful object and I think there's probably few, there probably are people out there who don't enjoy ABBA at all. One of my best friend thinks my love of ABBA is hilarious. She can't stand them at all. Um, but I do still, going back through their music, have the same thing as you, Elaine, where it's just, how are you still showing me different things in these songs? How is the story becoming more apparent? How is the sadness becoming more apparent? Almost all of ABBA's songs are either outrageously horny or incredibly, incredibly sad. And I think that that synthesis of human experience creates something glorious you know I, I totally agree and actually I think like you go through lots of kind of phases in your life almost with it because if I think mm. about when I was like young and I was not really reading very much into it I just liked how it sounded and then when I was like playing music and I realized you know that to actually play one of their songs is deeply complex and like to sing them's nearly impossible the range <laughs> yeah. the range those girls have jesus i know and then like to be older again and to listen to the lyrics of the winner takes it all and be like oh my god like this is like so like intense and devastating yeah. yeah exactly um so i think you kind of get to appreciate them in new ways as well as you kind of um grow up i guess mm-hmm. i was listening to it today and i happened to have my guitar beside me as i was doing it. i tried to play along but like some of the little guitar lines in it and i was like I can feel myself becoming a better guitar player from knowing how to do these things. The exertion. There's, there's, there's so little, it's, you don't think of them having like really little complex, funky, like almost the Rogersy little guitar lines. And some of them are very real deep in the mix. I'm listening to Abigail for the first time on like proper, like 
grown up headphones mm. this week it's always they've always been like a radio band <laughs> not through the car speaker <laughs> yeah exactly whereas now it's on these like sony noise cancelling monster things and i'm like oh there's a weird little like distorted filter guitar line like once in dancing queen after the second chorus and it's never heard anywhere again and it's just there and there's just there's so much detail of these songs and the bass lines are incredible unbelievable yeah every single bass line is like just you could just strip those out themselves and like make like proper disco tracks but that's out. why they're incredible songs to dance to mm. and that's mm. why they're so powerful like and I, I think that's i think that's actually what has the most impact on people is that thrumming thing under the melody mm. that gets really deep into you because there are there are pop like they're extremely high euro pop but there's a bass line there's something there in the depths of them you know mm. really strong so should we go through it song by song let's do it let's yeah let's do it um now i want to know because both of you are big abba fans right so is the stuff on abba gold what most people consider the abba canon because it's on abba gold or would if you picked if you didn't know abba gold would you pick these 15 songs regardless mm. do you think I would, I would replace songs. a few. I would replace a few, but I feel like, like, yeah, we'll probably, like, I guess there's a few B-list bangers that you don't hear as much, but are arguably, like, the, to be honest, this, the, there, there is a B-side of Abba Gold, which is excellent, but on that top 19, I might replace one. Is it one of us? No. Isn't it? Because no. it's the only one I'd never actually heard before before this didn't have a gold. No, one of us is devastating. Um, <laughs> but there are a couple. I don't know what I'd replace with. How about you, Elaine? No, I'm happy as I as I am because I'll be completely honest and say that this is this is Abba for me. Like this, I haven't mm-hmm. even really actually explored that much outside. Really? Of this. Oh yeah, I'm just like yeah. no, this is perfection. I'm happy as I am, which is I really thought ridiculous. That, like, but there I you thought go. that. And then when I started kind of snuffling around outside the perimeters of the farm i was like what a world (laughs) what a world there are some wild songs out here um no small part due to mamma mia obviously which contains some back catalog uh roaring bangers um but yeah it's objectively 19 crystal perfect tunes uh so do you want to start us off then elaine by talking about our entryway into abigold dancing queen yeah i mean i can only think about muriel's wedding when i think about this song ah, you know like perfect. It just always brings me back there um love that film also devastating um yeah. but yeah like i mean what can you say about this song like any wedding like anyone like how could you not like this song i just don't know how you couldn't it's just such a pop banger but also impossible to sing yeah i would never attempt it like objectively the range that they're operating in is because you want to sing along because it's musically gorgeous mm. but you simply can't yeah unless you're really drunk and then you just like and yeah. then you've, yeah, you've this yeah extra yeah. added layer of, of courage it's also i think something about the song is quite melancholy again maybe due to it's like you know mural's wedding is a super sad film but there is a sorrow i think in this mm. song there is something um unspoken in it in the tone yeah. That is quite sad. And I don't know if that's growing up listening to the song forever, but I do think there's some irony in it mm. or some loss. I don't know. No, I think I think so. I do think that you kind of get that feeling from it as well because it, it kind of like ebbs and flows, you know? Like the, the verses are actually kind of quite low-key um, mm. before you come into that uh, kind of soaring chorus or whatever. 
Mm-hmm. You can just hear it very clearly in my head right now. I presume oh, you're just yeah. gonna play all of the tracks like real low under this is we're talking. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Just get copyrights <laughs> through <laughs> copyrights yeah, struck yeah. down <laughs> by Benny and Bjorn, like, no way, man. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want those guys hating me, no thanks. No, that's a good point. Yeah. And and on into the breakup song, I suppose, then with Knowing Me Knowing You, which is musically bizarre with the like I, I think it's it's a strange song. Like what do you what do you think, Al? Um, I kind of had to rediscover it this week because it's mm. been so Alan Partridge associated in my head for so long mm. and realizing that it's um, there's a lot going on there. It's really, really nice. It's like I don't do lyrics really, so I can only really talk about the music, but it's um, it sways. And then just the power of those big chords in the chorus, it's like they're pulling in like bits of like stuff from like soft rock into this pop thing. And it's just against the big aha uh-huh, like yeah, the, which is so the weird chins are big it's weird but it works yeah yeah right? yeah yeah that's the thing every every little kind of weird backing vocal detail they do is completely oddball and again we're gonna get to like super trooper as well banger voulez-vous yeah. perfect sound. all this objectively stuff. perfect absolutely like <laughs> batshit backing vocals in all of them mm. and it works every single time and it's instantly iconic i don't know how to do it it's magic yeah where do you land on Take a Chance on Me, man? Because I'm presuming you've got favourites in the grand swathe of things, you know? Or sorry, Knowing Me, Knowing You. Take oh, a Chance on Me is the next one. Yeah, I think my favourite thing about it is probably the harmonies and the kind of recall stuff that they're doing with their vocals. Mm. Um, it's all really surprising against the music, I think. You know, you're super not expecting what they kind of do. Um, but yeah, like, I love it. I feel like it's kind of like, wouldn't be like, the standout one for me on the album or anything but no it's not I, one that would pull people to the dance floor either i think no, but i know. would never skip it either so you know oh, no. <laughs> simply simply would not and neither take a chance on me i feel like i remember very clearly which is the third on the album which i i, I feel like i remember very clearly being covered by steps do you remember this Aline? oh yes i do where steps did the run through and it was just like tepid you know yeah Whereas, um, it, take, it takes a lot for you to bag that steps so i know very <laughs> i just call them fo- tepid my god i would fo- look i would follow them into the grave i would walk down into the valley in the shadow of death after <laughs> these guys right i had a religious experience when i went to see them in the point a i'd couple say years so ago. i'd say it was great crack life-altering um the closest i feel is i would have get to have at the time seeing abba but i just think they can't approach them and they do a take a sort of a 90s take a chance on me which is absolute tinny garbage water um <laughs> tell us how you really feel there. you went from tinny garbage water is that what you yeah said? yeah that's it you hear me h and lee and the gang <laughs> <You know? laughs> this is what i think of your interpretation of ava um but yeah, it's all I I I don't know. I I I like take a chance and be fine. But again, it's not it's not a standout track, uh, for me anyway. Thank you. Just been handed a drink. Yeah, great. <laughs> uh, I think one thing about ABBA and especially all the songs in this is, like, I'm not sure the exact dates all of these are from, but they really benefit from being like late 70s, early 80s, and having those super warm early synths. If they were like five mm. six years later it would be a totally different experience they would have aged much worse i think whereas there's still like these big kind of every little electronic element is like a hug almost mm. it's all really warm and nice and kind of uh natural sounding and not like brittle like an 80s ish mm. yeah it's not 80s at all i don't think mm. there are some other songs that are fucking enormously 80s and suffer for that 
but mm. we're not mm. not read any tracks on this album i think that mm. like there are some fucking weird we're we're in we're in real normal territory now we haven't gotten <laughs> up to the teens where it's gonna go off the rails a bit um but realistically everything at this point with knowing me knowing you and take a chance on me is just a prelude to mamma mia mm-hmm. right yeah surely i mean yeah I think, like, when I was a kid, this was one of the standout ones for me because it was just so danceable and, like, oh, yeah. a total fool of yourself, like, you know, trying to kind of bop along to the chorus. Um, but, yeah, like, classic. Unbelievable. Have you seen the films? Um, yeah, absolutely. I actually rewatched Mamma Mia recently and I was, like, I felt, I felt like my memory was... Uh, I, when I saw it at the time, I was like, unreal, yay! And then I rewatched it and I was like, bit naff. Not oh, sure. Yeah, but Super I feel like I knew it was naff the first time, but I seem to enjoy it more. I, I'm not sure. I didn't enjoy a rewatch, let me say that. Mm. Um, and I definitely didn't think the second one was as good as the first one. Oh, come here. You simply have to watch the second one when you're feeling vulnerable. Okay. Like, you can't, you can't <laughs> be going into it with a straight face. Mm. I, might, I might have told the story on the podcast before, but I went to see um, Mamma Mia 2 when I was on tour in uh in england i was very sick and tired and uh not doing so hot from overwork and my one night off i had in london instead of seeing any of my pals who lived in london i was like i will go to see mamma mia 2 alone in a cinema that's what i will do Mm -hmm. and when i say i cried from minute one like i just could not stop crying and uh the other seven women in the cinema in london in, at night were also audibly crying oh, which was kind of unifying yeah, and comforting absolutely. i was like oh we're all just gonna cry with our voices and then when chair steps off the helicopter the whole the whole lot of us were like in in ruptures together i forgot These, about Cher. oh boy of course, oh yes. boy what a choice fernando like what a choice we'll get to him at some point but you've put this into my head right now because i have pms at the moment so maybe i just need oh, to rewatch mamma mia tonight Mamma you Mia do. Too. yeah it's, thanks it's, for that and you've got some B-list ABBA bangers in it as well, for sure. Like, it's it's got some good tunes in it, but do expect to to cry your eyes out. Like, it's heavy going. Uh, yeah. Heavy going stuff. Um, so from Mamma Mia, we go into Lay All Your Love On Me. Absolutely top five songs from this album. 100%. Also a perfect example of Benny and, Bo- Benny and Bjorn just being like, writing songs about Dick and Down. That's all they're doing. Like, that's all they're doing. <laughs> you know, 100%. It's not quite voulez-vous, but it's not far off it. <laughs> it could be like the like the central song from a musical about losing your virginity. Oh, yeah. Really good. It's like, I would it's like the end of act one song from a, a virginity musical. <laughs> I'm trying to think if it's in, if it's in, I think it actually might be in a Mamma Mia in that context. Already, I'm pretty sure it might. I think it is. I'm <laughs> yeah, pretty sure yeah. I can see Amanda Seyfried in my head right now, just mincing around yeah. with all of her blonde hair, being like, "I love to do sex." Like it's very good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, she yeah. does a bit of rolling around in the sea foam uh, as well, which is pretty great. And not, yeah. that, that's to Honey, Honey. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot of songs about sex. If ever um, there was an ad for Greece, it's that film. Oh, I tell you what, like, wouldn't you just go? Like, oh, a million, like a million, a million percent. Yes, I would tomorrow. I would. A fantastic scene in the second one of uh, Lily. Um, James just inexplicably like running through an orange grove no context narratively but it does make Greece look very attractive just yep. looks just looks delicious um, so from Lay All You Love and Me we're going to Super Trooper mm. 
yeah like at no point here am i going to say anything other than what an absolute tune <laughs> just like, uh, you know it's just tune after tune like actually yeah we are going to get to one that i don't really like oh. <laughs> now that i look at the list um but no i love super trooper and again it's got one of those really catchy like melody um lines in like synth or flute or whatever it is that they're doing that's just like gets into your head and you cannot ignore it like you know mm. um like i heard i think it was bjorn talking recently like after their new tracks came out or whatever and he was just saying that like and actually it was around that whole conversation about like you know artists getting paid fairly and everything but he was just kind of saying that like back in the day they had all this time to write like they just had mm. so much time and I think you can tell like to be completely honest because as we said earlier you know there's so much detail and so much intricacy in all of the tracks and what I found really interesting as well is that he said that they've been so much of their stuff like I think he said like they got rid of like 80 or 90 percent of their stuff because they were like this is not good enough you know um and obviously we'd only kind of move forward with with the really good stuff or whatever. In that interview that they gave excuse me around like the avatar situation he said something in during uh, I don't know who was interviewing, but he he said that I think in the time that they were together, they released a hundred songs, which sounds like so many, mm. but like for an entire body of work that ends and has a finite ending. Well, mm. except for this this album, which is coming out, I'm very excited. <laughs> They're with their Christmas song, I'm very excited. Yep. Um, but like there's a a kind of a capsule to it, and to think that they had the time. I know. You know, I know. Like, that's what's amazing to me. All all art gets better with time, you know, yeah. and it gets better with attention. But the pressurized climate um, that we live in on the internet, I suppose you probably feel that as a musician uh, or pretty heavily. What, what do you, where are you at on that? Um, yeah, I think like it's the kind of balancing everything. I think like, you know, so many people are doing what like two or three different things and trying to kind of keep mm. just like I think a lot of people are just kind of trying to keep their head above water you know so creative stuff is is like obviously the thing that needs probably so much attention but most often you're kind of like that's I only have the weekend or I only have like a, a mm. week or whatever and that's kind of it like you know um the idea of being on an island somewhere <laughs> with a studio where no one's mm. even allowed to come bother you for um a few months or whatever sounds absolutely ideal um but yeah no i think just having a bit more time and freedom would be a huge thing for sure this is why you gotta move to greece this is why you gotta go move to rural it's greece. all planned out yeah. it's all planned out <laughs> it's all coming together <laughs> so from super trooper we're going into um a double sort of sad banger ballady situation with i have a dream uh henceforth spoiled for me a bit by westlife I, and... yeah i mean like it's i gotta say tepid again it's just not great i think it was just massive as well you know what i mean you kind of couldn't turn but hear it like um and i still and i think it's one that's been very heavily covered like and really kind of like almost kind of used in like saturday night tv kind of bits and stuff you know it's just like i have heard this in more ways than i ever needed to um so if yeah, you, if, yeah. If you want to, if you need something to do for a children's choir, you kind of knock over. I have a dream to them. Wow. Kind of, you know, it's got quite schmaltzy bones. Mm. Like they transform it, and it's it is better than most people do with it when they do it. It's folky a little bit as well. It's kind mm. of yeah. got this like swaying together by a campfire sort of culty mm. energy. Definitely, yeah, yeah. Which jars mm. with some of their synthier, poppier stuff, mm. but also if we're if. We, 
I am at this point grouping this this into families. Um, if like voulez-vous and lay all your love on me or sisters, then fucking I have a dream and Fernando are sisters. Um, no. No? <laughs> no, no, no. Come at me. No. Come at me. I mean, like, I, I, I see where you're going, but I just think mm-hmm. that Fernando has so much more heart and, like, um, okay. there's a lot more to it for me. I don't really get I have a dream. Like, you know, yeah. I, I never really kind of just, uh, I don't know. Like, I'm, it's obviously my fault, not others. Um, but <laughs> it's definitely not. It wouldn't be in the top 10 for me of this anyway. Oh, no. It wouldn't make it into the, wouldn't make it, not, not at all. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's more closely related to thank you for the music. That sort of abstract talking about big ideas. Yeah, yeah, I would thing. give you that. I would give you that. Yeah. Um, and it brings us into the argue. Is it the saddest song on the album? Is the winner takes it all the saddest song on this album? Well, it's those four words, isn't it? I yeah. Don't <laughs> I mean, is there anything more beautiful and sad than those four words? Yeah. It's unbelievable. Oh, You're going to have to watch actually- it immediately after this now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, there's such excruciating pain in this song. Yeah. Like, and it's um, it's not melodramatic. No, it's not it's at all. Quite domestic in that way. Yeah, that's actually the perfect word. It feels so relatable. I feel like even if I watch the video now, I'm like, it could be like my aunt and uncle or something. You know what I mean? Mm. It just feels really like everyone that we kind of knew and like, um just relatable as like people and this kind of breakdown of a relationship and stuff is just so sad yeah and there's a real tone of surrender even in the way that it's sang with this like i've played all my cards there's a sort of a falter on her voice when she not a falter but there's a lowness and a like a surrender in her voice and i think with the new have you listened you've listened to the new songs yeah like i think the winner takes it all is pre- like while all this like a lot of the hits are present very audibly in the new songs i think the winner takes it all is um super present mm. uh thematically mm-hmm. in um what the, what's the name of the there's, there's one that i like and one that i didn't like so much the i still have faith in you uh no oh. i didn't like that one so much the other uh-huh. one what's it let's have a look uh it's called don't shut me down yes mm. further domestic like maybe don't shut me down is the answer to the winner takes it all mm. you know there are two halves of the same story yeah but only one is many many years um removed from the other mm-hmm. mm. i'm building the abba extended universe i feel like <laughs> you can theorize about abba like i feel like you've just got so many ideas i'm into it i'm into it i'm sorry i'm trying not to do this no please <laughs> please so continue hard. to do it it's fascinating i'm like wow i never thought about that stunning it's kind of like the chart in the l word you know that where it's just like all these little connections like got it yeah <laughs> two married couples god damn it you know yep. yep uh so yeah um money 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 weird banger gas super weird yeah like it, it's a strange l song but it's a lot of fun it's a i feel like it's a real kind of like oh you know it's three o'clock in someone's house and money 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 is on for like some unknown reason and you're having a real intense dance with somebody about it yeah like yeah yeah it's like smoking indoors by an open window kind of intense maybe i've done that actually shit maybe i haven't like i think that's just a memory a full memory yeah that's a full memory (laughs) and is also partnered with the say a cool thing three times gimme 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 there you go Mm -hmm. um continuity very good <laughs> very good <laughs> uh sos is fine 
I yeah. kind of love SOS. Yeah. <gasps> Defend SOS to me, Alan. I the is it? It's not. It's not quite a middle age. It's not quite a bridge. It's it's the opposite of bridge. So it's after the course. The when you're gone bit. That hits so hard after each course. Yeah, yeah, that I love is lovely. It. Yeah, yeah. And it is slightly tired by Pierce Brosnan doing oh, Pierce Brosnan on it. Oh, poor Pierce Brosnan. In so when I listened back to it this time, I was like, oh no, this, that slaps. And it has a weird, that weird little piano to start. Oh, totally unconnected. Really great, totally unconnected. Totally unconnected. Yeah. Like, what? Just... We're just doing a weird introduction here, and that's, we're leaving it. We're just leaving that in the air, and then we're moving on. Yeah, I just I love when the song does that, where it, it uh, at the end of that course, where you think you're going back into a verse, and instead it's just no, we're just going to soar up into this next bit, which is kind of key changing, but not quite. And then fuck you, this is amazing. We're <laughs> we're on we're on in the air now. Yeah, yeah bring I love me it. Back around, you bring me back yeah. around. You know, uh, where are you at with it? Lindsay? Yeah, what I'm into it. I'm into it. I mean, like, yeah, pro SOS. Absolutely, pro SOS. Yeah, I really like the guitar riff in it as well, and I would agree with Alan's point about the that kind of bit that surprises you or whatever. Um, mm. But yeah, no, I'm 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 a fan of SOS. That's good because we're about to go into Chikatita, which I don't like at all. Oh really? Mm. Yeah, I'm surprised. Sucks, man. <laughs> Chikatita is not quite. <laughs> what's, not... Tell tell us the backstory. What, what do you? What what's your deep read on Chikatita? Just sounds weird. I don't, actually, I don't. Have, I don't even have a full read. I just don't like it. I just skip it. It's just grand. I like, think the vocal is really beautiful. It's a really vulnerable kind of um, gorgeous vocal on that. Like, and I, you know, it's kind of like almost like a you know a friend talking to a friend, and it's it sounds super genuine to me, which I think is really cool. Like, I think there's a vulnerability in it that's very similar to. Um, the winner takes it all like in the vocal and i think that's why i like it a lot do you not find the rhythm is a bit jaunty for the level of chat they're doing though i don't know i mean it probably is but it kind of works as with so much of their music you know like like it comes in and you're like oh okay fine we're here now isn't this the one where they have like a big snowman in the video is that the one that's in my head oh my god maybe it is Weird. i need to find out now yeah i think hmm yeah, which one is the snowman one? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's it now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, they I mean, look like, great though, don't they? They do, but like, talk about <laughs> jarring. Like, that video is unbelievably jarring. Are y'all having a weird <laughs> time at the ski lodge, page. girls? What's happening? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's happening up there, you know? Sorry, I, I feel like that happened a lot with like 60s, 70s bands where they were like, we need to go on holiday. We need a break. And you can film the videos with us while we're on our holidays, but we are on holidays. Because oh, the Beatles did it as well for... Um, help i think they're like we're going on a skiing holiday you can bring the cameras but we are going on a skiing holiday because it's 1965 and we need one holiday between us (laughs) 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 times have changed (laughs) unreal it it is very weird the melody of those it's like this up down start stoppy melody it doesn't it it doesn't it's really unless if she wasn't singing it it wouldn't sound like abba i think yeah yeah it's poker-y yeah yeah yeah, yeah. right Mm. you know which shows range Mm. you know it does you know when like if you see like a, if you're on like on holiday in Spain on a package holiday and there's not have a cover band in the square in Santa Ponza oh boy do I know them I, Alan yeah it's the, it's the Agnita's solo spot that she's like I need I demand a solo spot it's like okay you can do Chikatita and we'll all take a break and you do Chikatita and then we'll get a drink because nobody likes yeah. this song yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah it's, it's a yeah it's not it's I don't know it's my it's it's I'm looking at the rest of the list and I'm like it's not my 100% skipper but it'll be my second skipper I think it suffers by being directly before Fernando because they're similarly vibed but Fernando was like 
ten times better. Both having uh, big chats with people. Yeah, yeah. They wrote name songs. Yeah, yeah. So tell me about Fernando then. Just like that flute thing at the start, like that's so good. Inexplicable it, flute. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then again, you get the really kind of vulnerable vocal. You know, um, it's just a really beautiful song. Like, yeah, you're probably right. Like moving on from Chiquitita, it's a bit like okay, this is like back to business now. Gorgeous. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love it. And there's a sort of a world off it. I think maybe the flutes kind of give it that texture of feeling like, oh, we're doing a story now. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We are transported elsewhere and we are talking about something completely different. We're out of the, you know, falling apart marriages and all that. We're doing something completely different now. Yeah. Um, and like, there's a few things in that track as well. Like, you know, that really soft little drum that's like, bum, mm. bum. Like, just little details again like that that you're just like, oh, fuck, that's just so gorgeous. Like, killer. And they and yet they, they gave it to Cher. <laughs> which was objectively I think gets bizarre. To, I presume she just gets to choose. Like, you know, I don't think they... You know what I mean? Do you think Cher, Trump, Abba? I feel like, whoa. Mm. Wouldn't want to watch that fight to death. Um, not on this side of the Atlantic. Nah, not over here. No, everybody would pick Abba over here. Surely. Americans might though. Yeah. But they're part of the same, the actual greats of pop, right? Yeah. Capital G yeah, greats. Yeah, totally. But I, I just I feel just like I just wonder it was... if it was like a conversation between Abba and Cher. Is it that Abba are like, we want you to do this? Or is Cher like, I'm going to do this? Mm, maybe she's pulling the kind of the left side you know you wouldn't expect her to do it but she's like I'm gonna do the weird flute one instead of <laughs> yeah yeah she played the flute as well no, no. Yeah, walking out of it. she did walk out of a helicopter um, singing it yeah. which was just excellent yeah. excellent nonsense of the highest <laughs> order um, we are relieved almost immediately from our mystical journeys with Fernando by Voulez-Vous which is arguably it'll be in my top three I think yeah it's this... an absolute banger yeah. such a banger yeah. Like, like this was yeah. our favorite one as kids. Like it was the one that we just thought was the most fun. It is fun. Mm. Yeah. 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 Have you watched a video for it on YouTube? Not no. recently. <laughs> it's like really low key. It feels like it's already on. It's like literally just them in a club doing the song live, <laughs> but it's really sweaty. It's almost like um, oh, yes, Anita is like she's like Karen O almost in like how she is like performing this song. It's really, really cool and really not what you think of when you think of Abby. Because when you think of Abby, you think of costumes and like them building snowmen and being on white, in fully white spaces. Whereas this is like a dark red lit club and they're on top of each other and everybody just has a bit of sweat in their hair. It's not quite perfect. And it really transformed how I thought of the song. And I was like, mm. oh, it really, really changed it for me. Mm. I think like all of the parts of the song are super interesting as well. Mm. And like, you know, not even just in, in relation to ABBA, but like, so many tracks you know have like one incredible harmony or a couple of things that are really amazing and the rest of it's kind of fillery or like getting you from one place to another and this track is just like amazing bit after amazing bit after mm -hmm. and then there's like a really cool guitar riff and then it's like the chorus and then it's like fucking all this harmony shit you're just like oh come on like it's just <laughs> relentless you know relentlessly good i feel like good. this one has a yeah. big note in it it has a big tricky note uh I'm trying to I'm trying to remember now I'm getting all those songs jumbled up in my head but is there is there a big note a big long difficult note they've all got big long yeah, difficult they notes they kind of go up I think in one of the choruses and hold one of the one of the end notes for for quite a while I think that might be what you're oh yeah the after, after masters of the scene yeah uh there's a yeah there's a lot of big 
Oh, they kind of stretch up into the guitar note yeah. going into the solo, don't they? Yeah, yeah it's match really it. good. It's cool. I also yeah. learned comparatively recently that it is Masters of the Scene, not Masters of the Sea. Oh, we're all learning something today, apparently. Changes yeah. the story <laughs> entirely from where, where I was visiting. I was just like, is this a sexy sea captain song? I don't know, but I'm here for it. And <laughs> on God, I've been listening to this album my entire life and was like, Masters of the Sea. Like, sea. Just yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Ocean, ocean tunes. Um, yeah, this is pretty. It's 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 pretty fantastic. And again, also embodies um, Benny and Bjorn's relentless obsession with the bone dance. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. These gentlemen will not stop talking about it, and I am a hundred percent behind them. I'm fine with it. Yeah. It's grand. Um, it also has like a like almost a twelve inch fade out as well. It goes pretty long instrumental at the end. The version on, that I was listening to today, I'm not it does actually. It was. Yeah, yeah. It has a pretty long like disco. Oh, that's right. Outro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like a lot. Why not? Like, why not? Exactly. Coming back in from the sea, you, you know, know where it's going or to be fading yeah. into the yeah. sea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're sinking below the depths the, of the it's ocean. The crack and going back down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the sirens on the rocks as you sail away. You know. <laughs> uh, and into gimme, 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 man after midnight, another song about doing sex and having a great time. Just anthemic. Like they're all, all these tunes are anthemic, but gimme, gimme, gimme is like get on the table wreck the gaff song like uh, I mean <laughs> come on like putting a man after midnight in brackets after your already titled track gimme 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 is pretty mm-hmm. it's pretty impressive it's pretty ballsy the I think. nerve the nerve also kind of unnecessary like I feel like you know you'd remember gimme 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 anyway yeah don't know if you need the, a man after midnight clarification but sure look sometimes it's it's like the one in brackets is what they actually wanted to call it and like they're, oh. they're like, no, you have you have to call it "Gimme, Gimme, Gimme." That's the bit. Like, that's the bit. Like yeah. we want to call it "A Man After Midnight," though, like because that's a cooler name. But "Gimme," it is "Gimme, Gimme, Gimme." Like, yeah. So, a man, after midnight, just a, man after, <laughs> a, man, a man after midnight. A man after midnight. Um, yeah. I think it also embodies some of the goth energy that Abba have, which is this whole "There's not a soul out there" stuff. Like they they still mm. manage to hit the melancholy even there when they're doing mm. sesh anthems. Yeah, it's still just like. Oh fuck! You are alone in your living room, clutching a bottle of wine, like singing into it. You know what I mean? Like there is still pathos somehow within this um, immense session banger. Yeah, um, I like this term session banger. May have to um, yoink that. Oh please, please take it, take it from me. I don't know. I know. I quickly making t-shirts here behind you. <laughs> We've been doing juvenile for five years, and every time there's a music episode, I'm like, Alan, please do this. I don't know how to talk about music, but apparently. <laughs> <laughs> apparently uh i i there was one album that i do uh have uh language for and session bangers is one of them um yeah gimme gimme gimme's unfucking believable like it's just such it's huge you yes. know songs that physically energize you mm-hmm. serious gay anthem as well oh yeah oh like, my god heard this so many times in clubs like oh i just remember like hearing that i think in like heaven in london or something like that and just being like this is just what a fucking tune that's like it's so satisfying to hear it on big speakers as well you know Mm. because it's bassy like it's it's Mm. a big big song and it um yeah it's oh man it's perfect like is that the best song i don't know if it is but it's like is that the best abba song i don't know is there a best abba song now we're just in sarah's head (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like I'm just like looking at the list. Like, oh, no, I like this one a lot. I like this one a lot. Um, from Gimme Gimme Gimme, we go into weird one. Does your mother know? Yeah, mm. hasn't aged well. No, it feels very. It's it. 
I didn't realize it was ABBA, really. I thought this was, it could have been like anybody from like Mod or Sweet or any of those or mm. Slade or something. I, th- I sometimes thought it was a Slade song, to be honest. It's that kind of, it's very much in the glam rock kind of, mm. but like it doesn't, it doesn't stand out as an ABBA song, really. Mm. It's like, it stands out as a, like a late 70s song, was like a, but like ABBA have like 18 other better songs than that, yeah. at least. So. It's grand. Mm. Just don't listen to the men singing. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for two bitches and two bitches only. <laughs> That's it. Like, I just don't care what they think. I've nice. got another t-shirt name there now. Thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, um, it's, it's another one that sort of, the rhythm of it is so different from, you're right, Al, about the weird glam rock kind of energy to it. Like, it doesn't fit. I mean, yeah, the, I mean that, that's part of the glory is that nothing fits but it's just not as strong you know it's not no. the same colour palette um, and yeah the lyrics like we we glanced over but the lyrics are ah but your loads dodge. the lyrics are mad it, dodge like Kiss oh, the yeah, Teacher yeah, yeah. Kiss the Teacher is my second favourite ABBA song because I, I, I again don't know why it just buried itself in me and they changed the lyrics up from the original to um, the for uh, Mamma Mia 2 because it was fully just like, I'm going to wear the face off this man. I'm going to teach him a lesson. <laughs> like, it's absolutely unhinged. Right, and they're like, right. no, we can't. We simply can't depict um, high school students singing this because it is uh, a bit on the edge, you know. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, 70s in its sensibility. Oh, yeah. Or lack there thereof. Go. Or lack mm-hmm. thereof. <laughs> just being like, <laughs> gross. Um, so from gross, we go into sad times for everybody, one of us. Uh, equally as devastating to the winner takes it all I reckon so sad so sad and even the way it starts it's just like super atmospheric like you know you kind mm. of you're really kind of like wafted into it almost like mm. wafted into the sadness um, but a beautiful track and that chorus is almost like a cry mm. you know like whereas in the winner takes it all there's something really like like a, like a defeated in it whereas one of us is like like the winner takes it all happens and you're like you know she knows he's gone it's done whereas one of us is like oh shit the terrible thing is happening right now and you're like in that like moment um Mm -hmm. i'm not sure i can listen to the whole thing about crying like it's uh sad as hell and it's probably the least least famous song on the album i would say yeah yeah you don't hear it on the radio ever really it's Mm. not ever really mentioned I definitely, until I went back and listened to this this week, had no recollection of that song whatsoever. Whereas everything else, I was like, yep, 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 yep. I don't know why that is. Because it is like, it's up there. It's as strong as any of the other ballads on there. So, mm. I don't know, it's a weird one. The, old, the album as a whole kind of has a, kind of gets very mellow towards the end. Like these next, like this and the next two songs are both quite mellow. I mean, if they've got to go out on what they go out on. Sorry, I've leaned away from the. I've been like leaning it's, back, staring at my list. I'm like, hmm, yeah. yes. It's not uh, chronological, though, is it? No, no. Name of the game is is completely invisible for me. It's like oh, really, yeah. Hmm, interesting. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think there's parts of it that I actually really like. I think I feel like I always have to convince myself I need to give it a chance again or something you know and then I listen to it and I'm like oh yeah it's quite good but then every time I go back to listen to it I'm like I don't want to listen to this one I'm, I'm gonna yeah, go on do you know what I mean yeah I think it is a bit of a skipper but then yeah it's got some great mel- melodic moments in it and it's got some really surprising instances like in the way that we were saying 
earlier that like the work is also detailed and there's so mm. much consideration put into it i think mm. there is that same thing in the name of the game it just doesn't go hard at all no it's white meadow it's it, yeah. i do like the bit where it um where it kind of drops it feels like it's dropping into its original key but it's actually not it's that i was it i don't know, I don't know the words tell that, me please because i have to know is that it yeah, no, the, the, I was in impossible to. Oh, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. where it kind of drops back yeah. in, and it seems like it's dropping into an original key, but it's actually a new key. It's really weird and cool. It kind of always throws me for a loop. There's a bit of distance in like, that, all right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like it. But yeah, it is. Um, no, like kind of, it has a nice. But it's kind of like there's a, you know, a lot of most bands have like a a mode, and it's their mode. Whereas like Weezer have a certain set of chords, Radio have a certain set of like arpeggios that they do abba have this ballad swoon that they have and name of the game is like the purest distillation of abba swoon ballad by numbers i think abba swoon I, I like, ballad i like that yeah and yeah. i think it's i like because of that but it, it's nothing there's other abba songs that do everything it does better in different bits but that has all of them it's like a little best of the ballads all in one song hmm. which i kind of like that's a good take i'll do hmm. that I will take that for all my giving out about it, being like, oh my God. Skip um, it, skip it. Yeah, skip it, skippy, skippy. And into thank I, you for when the When you're music. that close to the end of the album, like, you may as well just keep going. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for music's good. Also, it's got that steps effect in my head from the cassette that I had. Um, mm. I yeah, think it kind of one, reminds me of like Christmas and compilation albums and things like that. It's a choir that, you know? song. It's a mm. fucking choir song. That's why. Mm. Um, yeah. It but is also sad and like if you you know art it's art sad it's sad about art because it's like mm. yes art's fucking amazing <laughs> you know it's like never forget by take that it's like a <gasps> companion piece to that whereas like you know they're at the end and it's the fact that it's at the end is like it's a song about the end but it's also actually the end so mm. Mm. trying to think of there any trying to think of there any tricky notes in it um I think it's probably not as tricky to sing as any of the as the other ones, but like again, that could be having me having a choir brain where I'm like, I have sang first in this one, but like, it's a, uh, it's lovely, is what it mm. is, mm. you know. Yeah, I think I heard. Um, I mean, I could like literally be kind of making this up or you know misremembering, but I'm just going to tell you anyway. You can fact check me after. <laughs> um, but I think I heard um, Bjorn talking about this recently as well, like when he was chatting about the new tracks or whatever. And I think he was saying about this one that it was one of the tracks that he like, he just got the melody in his head, like in his head, like out, he's, he's kind of like, I feel like, you know, melodies just kind of float around in the air. And this one just kind of came into my head and like, you know, they, he wrote down the initial riff or whatever, and then kind of built the song out of that. Mm. Um, but I love that idea and that whole kind of concept. And I definitely like, it's something that happens to me as well and yeah. it's like this like amazing thing where you're just like thank you for this tiny thread of inspiration that i will hopefully <laughs> turn into something that does it justice because it sounds better in my head right now and who knows what monstrosity i will make out of it but i think it's a great jumping off point when you get like little ideas like that in your head it's nice to acknowledge that process in a song as well do you know like that catching glimmers feeling mm. you know which is an incredible thing really when you think about it that they loads of things like that just sort of hover around waiting to click into place yeah in an artist's head you know um that's gorgeous and very true Mm. um i think the there's a really i think obviously so much of abba's power is melody but the melody of the chorus of this is fucking astonishing yeah yeah like that it's again it has a load of pathos in it but it's also just really rich like I can hear it in my head now and I'm like, yeah, yeah. man, that owns. That's so good. 
not going to try and sing it, but it's real good. <laughs> and even the fact that it's like, thank you for the music. It just could have been so twee and so kind of cheesy. Like, there's something, like I feel like, you know, writing cheesy music is just so, like, it's really easy to fall into that hole or fall into that trap and be like, this is not good now because I've like crossed that line. And they like are on the edge of that line so much. Uh, they're so and they sincere. just never cross over into being in any way cheesy, which is mm. like wildly impressive considering they're just singing a track like that literally says, thank you for the music, you know. But I think because it opens up on that, I'm nothing special. In fact, you know, that bit, like yeah. that's real like si- like kind of silly and kind of small and, and like, no- like it-, it sounds like something that somebody is just kind of gently singing to you. Mm. And then it happens into the like big grateful and proud and then it goes into the big like all the music comes in at once like it opens up into it in a really celebratory way and it starts out in this ordinariness i think that's what stops it being cheesy i think that's a very good point it instead lands in sincere yeah which is takes you on the journey yeah you know because we don't really know anything about them do you know what i mean Mm. like as people which is a wonderful thing to be honest like it's great that they still have privacy um but it humanizes them because generally the things they're singing about are either all just sex and glamour and weird shit but (laughs) this is a more person like i don't know it just sounds a bit more more human or something Mm. i i think you're i think you hit the nail on the head there um, and we go out on number 19 with Waterloo the bop that launched a thousand bops <laughs> yeah Waterloo's the Eurovision track right oh yeah. yeah yeah. so confident yeah to do what they're doing with that they're just a, a big again a big chunk. I love a big chunk acoustic <laughs> nothing like it I feel like every Eurovision since has been like reaching for this mm. you know this sure. enormity Um makes absolutely fucking no sense at all as as songs go weird as hell but like enormous you know something that people can sing along with and that gets people moving a bit as well when i was working i worked for years in a bar slash community center and they'd have 21sts and 60ths um you know most nights of the week in the community hall and i heard this song over and over and over and over again and it filled the dance floor every time people of all ages just kind of dicking around and it's just a bop like you know what a skill like anyway to be able to write something that most Mm. people like you know what i mean like you know not everyone whatever but like like any like i said earlier any wedding like you know Mm. you put this on and people are just gonna be like everyone's gonna be up like Mm. you really can't say that about every song you know like what a legacy to leave as well do you know that this is stuff that gets people head empty no thoughts only dancing or head empty no, no thoughts only crying yeah. which is what yeah. a perfect combination yeah mm-hmm. you know like i've done a lot of work to overcome like my teenage music snobness and i think like everybody has like stretch of opinions about music everybody likes what they like but if someone doesn't like abba it's kind of like so are you, are you sure you don't like abba are you sure yeah yeah maybe you go this abba gold like just again mm. like now like and just check check that you don't like Abba because I'm pretty sure you don't you do will we sit down yeah. and do it together like, yeah <laughs> <laughs> just looking at them yeah. Any opportunity. Track by track. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, tell me your top five bops from this album like, um, I mean I should have known you were going to ask me this oh um, yeah <laughs> now I'm under pressure um, uh-huh. okay so definitely Fernando um, definitely Dancing Queen um, I'm gonna say uh, the winner takes it all. 
Mm. Um, I'm going to say Voulez-Vous. And then I'm going to say Waterloo. Yeah. Mm. I think that's a pretty solid EP there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If that was an EP, that'd be amazing. <laughs> that'd be astonishing. <laughs> you know, which one is the I want to be a cowboy baby? <laughs> that's what I think about it. Like, which one is the kind of the short of the short list? Yeah. And that covers all of their different vibes really well as well. Mm. You know? Got yeah, I really thought about it, as you can see. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, put a lot of thought into it. Excellently curated DP there, man. Like, Thanks beautiful, very much. Beautiful shot. Uh, Al, what do you think? What's your, your top five? My top five, I would say SOS, mm-hmm. Voulez-vous, mm-hmm. uh, Layer Your Love on Me, yeah. uh, Waterloo, and actually, I really like the name of the game. Okay. I do. I would put that up in there as my top five. Hard left field. I, I can't get that bit. Since I mentioned that bit of the song earlier, I can't get it out of my head. I, so there you go. It's a good it. sign, yeah, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to try and give you my five non-Abigold ABBA songs. If That's I can stunning. find them in my mm-hmm. history. Um, the ones that people should seek out if they enjoy Abigold and they're like, you know, vibing around the... Um, uh, Town town you know i'm like trying to work it out i'm like i think honey honey is a banger and oh, i feel love like honey honey right i think it's super underrated and also in swedish it is hilarious and gorgeous ah. because you kind of are removed from the awkward kind of sexiness of it by the swedish mm-hmm. and somehow it feels a bit more playful and organic in that language which i love um it's a beautiful language and abe in swedish is just delightful like it's just great um I also think when I kiss the teacher goes super hard, the original one, not the Lily James one, because there is a kind of a, the bit in it where she's like, uh, going to show him my care, going to teach him a lesson. All right. is really good and really weird. And it's worth, it, it's just fun. You know, it's good. Um, I think, uh, fuck, what's it called? Um, don't shut me down from the new, from the new stuff is brilliant. Really? Mm. Oh my God. I love it. Um, I love both the new ones. I think they're great. I think yeah. they're so them. Yeah, mm. they're so them. It felt yeah. like being showed like a jewel or something. Yeah, it's kind of like going back mm. in the past or like, you know, just like kind of sounds like they haven't been influenced by anything that's happened in the last <laughs> like 40 years, which I actually yeah. loved. So. Imagine still being so perfectly and artistically yourself, mm. you know, like, and the audio nudges and nods to other ABBA songs are really subtle but they're there and they're very warming so it feels kind of like a a reward or something I Mm. think um I'm kind of looking at my (laughs) Spotify history and I'm like where's all this good shit though um there's one that I can't think of the name of and it's going to annoy me so badly if I if I can't uh, remember it so I'm going to dig it up really quickly it's on voulez-vous um Angel Eyes, super weird and super good as well. Oh yeah, I know that one. I like that one. Really playful. Uh, The girls have lovely harmonies in it. Um, And if it wasn't for the nights, which I first came into contact with because my next door neighbours and my old house used to have like a a very specific musical dance party on the other side of the wall once every other Saturday night. They're a couple in their 40s and they just used to play the same kind of 10 songs. Uh, Evita the Rasputin like that one um, like totally bizarro ends of, of the musical world 
and if it wasn't for the nights was when i heard first through the wall ah. and is super good so that's my five non abba gold bangers and then if you that's like my abba bronze you know? abba bronze <laughs> nice the next episode we'll do abba silver i presume yeah yeah yeah, yeah. sweet too and <laughs> um, so any pa- any parting notes i suppose mm. love them that's just it love them. just love them what else is there to say like how can you how how yeah. can you like fault them in any capacity can't wait to see their avatars at some point oh my god i can't wait to see <laughs> robot abba i'm so ready I'm robot so, abba i'm so ready for them <laughs> so i'm so ready to cry in the presence of those holograms it's gonna I know. be great yeah did you get tickets both of you no uh, but I'll, I'll find a way you know yeah. I'll, I'll, yeah if i book tickets i'll stress myself out until it happens mm-hmm. you know i think i would rather softly fluke my way into a gig that is also my plan maybe we can softly fluke in together it's a little, I think that's a good idea yeah you know yeah. just mutually cry um like in my head i'm going but i have no plan you know what i mean ah uh, yeah you manifest <laughs> it yeah you know like yeah, it's an active yeah. manifestation i'm gonna attract it to me like i don't know what you're you know it's just gonna happen before we go can i ask as a musician like and as a like music person for whom music is your like you know like what like your whole life like is there a place that abba have like landed with you in terms of the work that you make in in what way like even t- tonally musically melodically stylistically like would you say that you're influenced by them i don't know i mean like i always find it really hard to like think about influences and if something has had an influence on me i, I feel like i'm not like classically trained so i i, I can't even be kind of like oh you know i like similar chord structures like i'm i'm sure i probably do like and i'm sure i probably mm. kind of lean into stuff that's similar but um it's hard for me to kind of draw any line to any kind of like influences but like i've been listening to abba since i was like you know as my mom would say knee high to a grasshopper so you know like i I obviously like have like what 30 years of listening to them in here somewhere. I'm sure they're influencing me in some way, you know. Um how could they not be? They become part mm. of the fabric of things. Yep. Yep, yeah, yeah, for sure. Cool. So uh Elaine, please promote yourself. Tell people where they can find all your, your stuff. Um, I said stuff twice there. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much. Um my debut album just came out really recently. It's called Home. It's available on all streaming platforms. You can also buy it on Bandcamp if you're so inclined. Um and then if you go to elainemay.com you'll see all my upcoming shows and things like that. And I'm obviously on the social medias and whatnot. Uh, the album's a banger, by the way, everybody. You'll listen to Mother straight away after this, if you haven't yet. Uh Sarah, where can we find you? Um I'm out about a bit more these days. Um, I am on twitter.com at Grifsky. I'm on Instagram at Sarah Grifsky. If you like zines in the mail, I have a Patreon, which is Zine Club. And my books are in all good bookshops. Al, what about you? Uh, I'm Alan underscore McGuire everywhere. Juvenalia is Juvenalia underscore pod on Twitter. Juvenalia pod on Instagram. Uh, thank you, Dean McDonald, for our artwork. Thanks, Dean. Uh, we also have a Patreon uh, where we do bonus episodes. Which are really good, people. to be fair. Yeah. Where we've actually talked about ABBA as well before. Yeah. Did we I make myself little... cry during that one? I, I... Uh, that no, I wasn't one of the crying ones. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. Uh, where we talk about what we started and finished in the previous well. So, um, yeah. Um, oh, we have a live show. Tales. Oh, yeah. Thank we you, Tall Tales. And we have yeah. a live show with them, which we will be out. But this will be out before our live show? Yes, it will. It's um, in Anshula in uh, Shankill. It's a big all day spooktacular with the creep dive. Um, starting at two o'clock, we're going to be showing Adam's family values and then talking about it with Myrna O'Connell. Oh my god, so exciting. ideal, then, unbelievable, then like, right? Then like Sophie White's going to be doing like 
games and quizzes and stuff. Jen O'Dwyer has Spice Cider, and then there'll be a full episode of Creep Dive as well. And uh, it's just a big old day of stuff. Uh, so we'll see somebody there. And other than that, we'll see you next week, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.